How do we even, uh, how do we even start this? I don't even remember how we started the last podcast. No, it's been a long time. I have no idea what, what we're doing here. Uh, the format is beyond me. Well, no, didn't we, uh, we started with the song, the intro. You know what? <laughs> We're going to get a recording of that, and that is going to be our, <laughs> that is going to be the new song that we use for the intro. Uh, no, it's a, that's the right song. We do okay. we do use this banter for at least three minutes, and then we play the intro song. Oh, banter first? Use this banter, three minutes uh, at okay. least. Well, let's get a couple banter in. It's been a while, Mark. This has been, uh, about, what, four months in the making? Yeah, it's been four months in the, in the making. In the, since the last time we spoke to the viewers, I lost a lot of my hair, and I grew it back. It's growing back. Yeah, let's, uh, well, congratulations, Mark. You're cancer-free. Yeah, cancer-free. That's, that's a fucking big uh, milestone. Yeah, you know what? I would love to be able to sit here and say that cancer had a lot to do with us not being able to put out an op- episode, but it's just simply not the <laughs> truth, is it, Brian? No, it's really not, but I mean, fuck. It's, it's not uh, for a lack of trying. We have, tr- listener, we have tried to give you podcasts in the last four months. Yes. we've Like several times, believe it or not. We've recorded many Almost, well, we could say hours of content. Yeah, we've had witnesses watch us do that content in front of their eyes, and us just not play it. And it's it's a lot of me. Just I have standards. There was just there was times and we, like for instance, when we were in the hotel room. Yeah. And we we're we we're trying to so we're not, we're uh, our buddy Shapes wedding, and we're in the hotel room. We'll talk about Shapes uh, wedding a little bit more in detail later on. Yeah, I can't wait for that segment. Uh, but we're yeah we're, we're sitting there and and uh, so we're we're doing the podcast and then we get a knock on the door and then it'd be one of our buddies that we haven't seen in like ten months. And yeah, I think it was Andrew uh, and his girlfriend first, and then uh, and then Carlo came in. Carlo. So then it's like this big. It's so it's this big like like big hugging sesh. You know what it's like. Yeah. There, folks. And um and then and then we go try to get back to the podcast as if they're not in the room. Yeah, you haven't seen them in ten months. Yeah, you want to you want to see what's going on, and obviously you know you get sidetracked uh, sidetracked from the podcast itself. Brian, I put you on blast a few times on our uh, on our WhatsApp groups. Um, yeah, have you taken notice of that? I have taken notice of that, and um, <laughs> I mean, I'm also partly to blame here, um, but I mean, it's equal. I would say it's equal blame. Yeah, it's it's always equal blame. There, I mean, there's two two uh, takes two tango in, in the podcast game. I uh, well, we had our closest, uh, our most recent podcast that we created was close to being finished. We were about 49, 50 minutes in, and um, you got a call from Ella, and so of yes. course you got to answer that. 30, 40 minutes goes by, and then we had to go to a sense game, so we couldn't finish our podcast. It was like. We had a lot of content. I wanted you to finish it on your own. Yeah, and you know what happened there? I just got lazy. And I just, you deleted it. Yeah, I just deleted it. I Well, you know what happened? Uh, even further to that, uh, me and my girlfriend, Atlanta, decided to do a, uh, a podcast. Now, I have that locked and loaded. I could release that out to the public. Wow. She has asked that I don't. Okay. Uh, she felt she was uh, she wasn't that good. Okay. And um, I'm not going to sit here and say that she wasn't good, <laughs> but I'm going to say that um, I think that was the day that I knew that you were my you were my one and only. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that's good to Coach. hear. That's good to hear. And, um, you know, she did her best. She did her best. It wasn't a lot of sure She did. She, she seems like a girl that would, you know, give it 110. She did. For yeah. a podcast. Well, you know what was funny? It was it was her idea to do the podcast because we were just sitting there doing nothing anyway. It was Friday, okay. and uh, we figured we'd have a couple beers and we'd just do a podcast. But it turned into me asking all the questions and answering all the questions. <laughs> um, a lot of Mark Mullen. A lot of Mark Mullen. So I mean, if I wanted to really like, 
You wanted a true mullet over with Mark Mullen. <laughs> That's the episode, uh, the lost episode that maybe I'll release hey, in another maybe. time. If I got enough requests for it, I'll release it. But, um, you really, uh, you really did. You had, you didn't even know that happened. And, no. um, it really helped you. It really helped you in the end. Brett. Okay. Maybe we can put a poll out there to see if, uh, the viewers want to listen to that podcast. Yeah, we should, uh, we should absolutely put a poll uh, out there to the viewer. Viewer, if, uh, you let us know, uh, no reply at, uh, markandbrian.com. Yep. If, uh, you know, you'd like to, uh, no, what's the uh, question? What are we doing? Oh, if they'd like to see the lost episode. That's hear right. the lost episode. If you want to hear the lost episode with me and Alana, a lot of me, little Alana, but she's there. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not nearly as good as our own podcast, but. Um, I'm gonna get get us back on track. Here. Yeah, we gotta we, we gotta, gotta get into what we're talking about um, today. So, Mark, we have a lot of content. We've we've lived four months of our lives here. Yes. Um, we've talked about how we can't seem to finish an episode. We're gonna get back into Shaver's wedding soon. We're gonna get classic Brian's brats in there. We're gonna get a Mully classic tale. Uh, we haven't even talked about the Bills trip and how the Bills are close to playoffs, which is, I mean. Incredible. We need to win tomorrow. But um, a couple trips in there. You went to Miami on a whim. Yep. I, I went to uh, Vancouver. So lots of content to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of uh, content to go there. You even you turned 30 at one point, believe it or not. Oh, Remember yes, that? I did. And we can always talk about another birthday story of yours. Not so much a birthday story of yours. Something you learned six months. Anyways, we'll get into it. When, uh, when I don't the time even know what you're talking about, but I'm uh, excited to hear about it. Maybe. Uh, no, no, yeah. Well, you will remember this when we get when we get into it, and we'll have a good good discussion about it, okay. as we always do. Um. All right. So, why don't we uh, end the intro and get right into it? You know. Yeah. For further episodes, we'll just just not talk about exiting the intro. We'll just exit the intro. You know? We gotta be better. Yeah. All right. And now it's time for Brian's Burnt Brats. All right, well, you know what really burns my brats this week? What's really burning your brats this week, Brian? Well, I actually had a couple things that are burning my brats in my notes, but um, it's tonight. Tonight, uh, you're what's burning my brats, and your love for warm beer. I've never met a guy. So open to drinking warm beer in my entire life. I'll go somewhere to a party, and your beers are right beside you, not getting chilled in the fridge, not getting chilled in the cooler. You're just drinking warm beer, and you're content with it. And it bothers me, Mark. And you offered me a warm beer tonight, and I am grateful for it. And I took it, and I'm drinking it. But it's not as good as if it was cold. And that's a fact. But you're here drinking some warm beer. <laughs> And you're loving it, I'm suing. Brian, I've never told you history of, of why I've I liked I started liking more beer. I don't know if it's gonna change how it burns my brats, Mark. Probably not. No, it'll still, still burn your brats no matter what. But I realized early in high school that when I was at a party, I you know what it was like. You buying twelve beers was a lot. You know, it was like twelve bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you could get easily get a Subway sandwich, maybe even a Subway sandwich and a half for 12 bucks. Yeah. It was 12 bucks, and every beer meant a lot. And I just knew that if I put my beers in the fridge, I was put, I was at liability of losing uh, some of those beers to thieves uh, at the party. You were worried about the gypsies. I was worried about the gypsies <laughs> that are at every high school party. And I needed – so that, that – my reasoning was – I need my 12 beers at my feet. So therefore, one, I'll just, <laughs> hey, if you need a beer, you just go to your feet. No one, no complaints, no complaints. I just, uh, I'm getting, and all of a sudden I have another beer. It's fantastic. The only kicker is it does take time to get used to the warmness. But uh, once you get over that, and another thing was, so we always, we play drinking games. Yeah. 
it is hard to chug a cold beer. It's it's harder to chug it. I'll uh, I'll, I'll say it. It's yeah. a lot easier to win to win competition. And I won for years, Brian. I won for years. Rebuttal. It also makes you want to puke in your mouth when you chug a warm beer. Well, I'm a puker, Brian. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. It's just another part of my day, you know? Okay, so fast forward 10 to 15, 10 years. No, 10 to 15 years since high school. You're continuing to drink warm beer, Mark. I come in tonight to your house, your basement. The fridge is as soon as you come down the stairs. There's a fridge there. And you had to go 10 steps further to put your beer on the floor. You could have just popped it right in the fridge and made it cold. But no, you choose to drink the warm beer. I had had a long day, Brian. And I knew that if I had to put them in the fridge, I would have had to. I wasn't going to just put them in the fridge with a wrapper on it. Even though it does make a lot more sense now that I say it out loud. That makes it easier than putting your 12 individual beers in. You have two six-packs, you just chuck them right in. Oh, it was an oversight, you know? I just didn't think about it. <laughs> but hey, you were... Here's the thing about people like you, right? <laughs> Tell me These that. are the people... These are the people that are, that are willing to take the beer, they'll drink the beer, and then they'll chirp you for the next three years for the free beer they got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark. Let me let me bring a different scenario to you. To you, we're we're both um, come play soccer, men's league champions, legends well, at this point, yeah. Brian. Well, it's we're four dunk. times in a row champion. We have the trophy. We're staring at it right now. We're staring at the Bob Arthur. If we had our Instagram account, we could just photo share. Like we need to get a photo. Yeah, we should really uh, introduce an Instagram account. Let's just get more episodes out. Then an okay. Instagram account might be, uh, okay. might be a thing we do. I like it. Uh, okay. This is where I was going with this. Yeah. Um, we, we have beer after every game. There are people remembered for the types of beer they bring. And there are people that are remembered for bringing warm beer. Yeah. And I know you know who I am talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And how and disgusting was that beer when it was brought? But. <laughs> you can't defend it. He brought more than uh, what was required. <laughs> yes, he did bring 60 warm beers. What is better, Brian? 48 beers... That are ice cold, or sixty beers that are warm. Hundred percent, forty-eight beers that are ice cold. These are pretty bad. Now these are Coors Light, though. <laughs> I, and anybody that likes the mountains, God bless you. Like Colorado Kool Aids. Yeah, not for me. Not for me. Although I will have. Them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if someone's gonna be free, and this is what happens. Is, I mean, you know, someone's gonna give me a free one. I'll absolutely take warm, whatever. I'll take. It. <laughs> But uh, but if I'm buying my, here's the other thing about me, is that sometimes I get snobby. Like today, I was at the um, I was at the grocery store, okay. and people may, may not even know about this, but ABC Ashton Brew Pub, it was it's the pub that uh, in a town a township that uh, well Brian's sister actually ironically lives, yep. but uh, very very nice. But they're finally they had this blueberry wheat uh, beer that's delicious. And, and now it's available. So it's, it's in the grocery store. It's the grocery store. Wow. Yeah. yeah, there's tons of them. Tons That's big of them. news. Yeah, 325 uh, a tall boy, though. That's what you got to worry about. It's a little stingy. So I had, so I put two, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm going to get eight of these. And I was like, 325. I was like, I did the quick math. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I did two. I was like, okay, I'll just pick up two of them. And then I did like the walk around and a walk around. And I was just like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> What you, what's your like? You're not a you're not a crap brewery. I mean, like, put those away. Well, so, you never have been. No, you're always more of a discount. Well, no, you go for your premium sometimes. You like your Bud Lights. I like beer. Yeah, I like Bud Lights, but I I. Oh, well, you're getting Keith's tonight. Great beer. Keith's is one of your favorites. I, I think know. we've both been to the brewery actually. We have been. Yeah, Halifax. Hey, cheers, man. We're uh, back on the podcast. It's nice to be back. Um, 
I'll drink my war beer with you, I guess. It's part of my brats, but I'll drink it with you. Yeah, well, you put it in the fridge. That's what people say. I did. I, I put it, his beer in the fridge. Uh, but we gotta have more. We're gonna have to have a full six pack at least by the end of this podcast. We're already uh, fifteen minutes in. Fifteen minutes in. Uh, we're flying. Uh, we gotta hear from our sponsor who is a little upset at us. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have a bit of a confrontation here on the air, but that's uh, <laughs> that's what makes good companies working with good companies work. And it's just a little confrontation. Get it out of the way. Uh, but they've been waiting a long time, and they deserve to be on air again. My name's Mark Mullen. I'm Brad Zorro. This is Mullen Over, Mark Mullen. Brian, you know I'm into these true pro- crime podcasts. Yeah, you, uh, you talked about them a little bit from here and there. Yeah, well, there's one that uh, was just happening the other day. You know, this, uh, this girl's going for a run, and this guy lures this girl into the... Oh, whoa, whoa, Mark. The only lures I want to talk about are Labor Day weekend banana brand style lures for your ice fishing needs. Okay, well, we won't talk about that, <laughs> that particular true crime podcast, I guess, then. No. Labor Day weekend, banana brand lures. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So, uh, we got a lot of things we want to discuss today. I think we talked about that at the beginning of the podcast the next thing we want to talk about is shapes wedding yeah so this was a big topic on our last podcast it was uh, that we recorded that got deleted because we just couldn't finish it um we actually had a top five shape stories leading up to his wedding yeah we did uh we've had there's some infamous ones out there folks but you know what? I think we got a lot of stories from his wedding itself. Yeah, there was a, there was quite a few stories that, that came out of his wedding that I appreciated. Um, we should get into a few of those at least, I feel like. Do you want to afterwards, talk, when we're done talking about the wedding, maybe go back to some of those stories that were top? I think we deserve to give Shafe a couple top Shafe stories. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we could absolutely do that. Let's just do that right now. You want to lead up to his wedding? Yeah. Let's do one story each on Shafe, and then we'll go to the wedding. All right. Well, my favorite Shafe story is when we went to Cuba in 2012. Oh, yeah. He was phenomenal. He was vacation Shafe. He was was off his... uh, I was going to say off his rocker, but no, he was just... He was there. He came to play. Yeah, he did come to play. And the thing is, the people that obviously uh, that are listening to this don't know Shave. He's a very prim, proper kind of guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, you can say that. He, he dresses prim, proper. He's got a prim and proper haircut as well. Yeah, he's got to be up at seven o'clock the next day. He's in bed by nine. Yes, he knows he's got what he's got to do. He's already done his ironing. Yeah, he, um, you know, if he got his haircut, he, he got it done at four o'clock in the, in the afternoon. You know? He was, <laughs> he's a very prepared individual um, when he's which, in the classroom. Which is funny because where I'm going with this is when he's vacation shape, that all goes goes out the window, you know? Goes out the window. It's like you don't even know the guy. It's And he always talked, he always talked about there was a vacation shape. And you don't really, everyone says they're different on vacation, right? Like, yeah. I'm great to be around. You should hang around with me. Like everyone, everyone sort of, sort of does that in their lifetime. Um, but Shafe was absolutely right about himself. Yeah. He is way better on vacation than he is in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine the anticipation of a vacation-like setting as a wedding. Yeah. And multiple Shafers. More Shafers than you need <laughs> in one sitting. And uh, did they ever live up to exactly what they would uh, 
what they're known for, you know? Yeah, so the one story I'm thinking of in particular was, um, it, it's we, we organized this tour that we were going to go on. It was like midweek, and so we've been drinking pretty heavily each night, partying away, because we just graduated. You know, that's the thing to do when you graduate university. So um, the next day, we have to meet at 8 o'clock in the morning for this tour bus that we're going to tour around Cuba. Um, and for some reason, we're on the bus and we're waiting on Shafe. And we didn't even think he was going to make we it. We gave up on him. I yeah, gave up on him. I gave up sure on him. And here he comes running around the corner at like 7.59 with his espresso, his hair looking not prim and proper. Oh, it looked like it grew three <laughs> inches overnight. It was unbelievable how long this thing was. It absolutely looked. I've never even seen it look like that. No. Um, but it, it was, he looked it like was a bag of shit. For lack of better term, yeah. But it didn't matter. He was rocking it though. Oh. If he had the confidence, he did not. He, like he had the confidence of a man that didn't look the way he did that day. No, he he came to play yeah. for this tour. So we're on the bus, and um, we're all kin students, Mark. I know you hate the kin joke jokes that we uh, like to say, but Chafe. Chafe wanted to say his kin jokes, and you know how, like, the tour guide at the front of the bus, they always have a mic, and, okay, this is what we're going to see next, and blah, 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 they're kind of boring. Chafe goes up to the mic, grabs the mic, and says, okay, we just graduated kin, he's probably still drunk from the night before. He's absolutely still drunk from the night before. We just graduated kin, uh, we all cheer in the back of the bus, and... Yeah, 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 yeah. You were the only one who wasn't a kin student on that trip. No, no, I was. Yeah, I was a business student, and it was way better than business <laughs> being with class with some of these people. And it's not Chafe. It's not you. It's, not, it's others that were on the trip that were on this bus trip, the same bus trip. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So um, he takes the mic and he's like, "All right, I'm going to tell a couple kin jokes for everyone." And. Uh, his first one, he, he goes up to a lady and he's like, do you know if there's a veterinarian clinic around? Because these pythons are sick and proceeds to flex. Yeah, dead silence. Dead silence except for the back, which we, was us. We loved it. We loved it. We it, was done. it was a really strong joke. <laughs> I didn't understand what the hesitation was with everybody else. I think they just wanted to tour Cuba, you know? Not some dude in a Hawaiian shirt telling kin jokes, but then he proceeds to his next one. Um, oh, it's blank in here. Oh yeah, he goes up. Does it, does anyone have a sewing needle here? I don't even remember this. this one. I can't wait for this one. No. I can't even remember the punchline now. Fuck. We're gonna get here. He's like. Does anyone have a sewing needle here? And I think he says, these biceps are ripped up. <laughs> you should have just stuck with it. That's great. That's pretty much exactly the way he said it. I mean, you can imagine how bad that was. It was way worse on this bus, everyone. And he said the joke, right? Like the that, was it? that was the joke? Yeah. Anybody got a sewing kit because these biceps are ripped. That's the that's the line, yeah. So you can see, like, after the second joke, the guy is pretty furious with the yeah. tourist who just took his mic and just saying these terrible jokes. Well, he's no, he knows he's lost the bus. <laughs> A clown has taken over his bus, <laughs> and this clown isn't even getting laughs except for one row in the back. Which I mean, it was a pretty full bus. It was full enough, but you know what? <laughs> But you know what's funny, and you know what I've always noticed as, as a as um, I'd say in my early, some from my early twenties to my late twenties, you'd always notice if you're you, you know you're out there having a good time with your friends. So suppose you go to Cuba, you know, and we had when we you know we were just drunk as hell on the beach. We made a dance yeah. floor at two o'clock in the afternoon. We were just oh, that was fantastic. Too. Four o'clock in the morning, that was wild. Um, but every like when you're doing stuff like that. Or like you're on you're on this bus, you're drunk as all hell with your buddies, 
and you know you think you're funny, but there's always that 40, 40, 45 year old that's just sort of smiling, like smiling and <laughs> nodding at you. And I never quite understood what that was about, but I'm starting to understand because when I see young people getting drunk and doing that thing, I'm proud of them. It's like a, it's like a rite of passage, yeah, you know? It's like, sure. oh, this is their thing. You uh, know? Like, a few of those people definitely appreciated it, but not a lot. No, not a lot. No. Anyways, that was one of my favorite shape stories. I kind of butchered it a little bit, but it was, yeah, for me, it was a great memory. Yeah, one of my trying to think of a good uh, before wedding shape story. There's a lot of them. I'll be going into the wedding. I took up a long time there. We gotta keep this poly on yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Why don't you talk about your favorite shape wedding story? Well, we both have the same uh, shape wedding story that we wanted to talk about. Yeah, definitely. We can talk about something else really quick. We got a chance to finally meet an idol of ours. Uh, Emily Schaefer. Emily Schaefer. Yep. Now, one of the our many nicknames for Jesse Schaefer before the wedding or in uh, university was uh, she, he was Emily Schaefer's brother. Yes. And great show. And we find we we joked about this. And to, to be honest, like her his sister is like a, a phenom wrestler. Well, I'm pretty sure she was national champion for SISM. Uh, Not SISM. Yeah, uh, CIS. Yeah. yeah. Like four years running. She was really good, and she just narrowly just misses the Olympics like this week. Yeah. Um, she was uh, she's ridiculous, and she always has been. Chafe was a house league hockey player. That's <laughs> that's not uh, that's not an Olympian to me. And yeah. I mean he I mean he's a good athlete. He's all right. Yeah. He's, he's pretty active. Holds his own yeah, backyard yeah. in backyard games. Spike ball. He is a backyard specialist. He's a backyard specialist. And he's never bad. He's never going to be the worst player in your team. Yeah, ever. Ever. God, no, no, no. He's a gym teacher. He's a gym yeah. teacher. And that's how they are. They're never the worst at anything. Um, I mean, if they're best at something, they wouldn't be a gym teacher, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, anyways. Sorry, uh, Shafe, but... Yeah, it's just the truth, you know? <laughs> Shouldn't be friends with us. You're going to... Didn't want to be on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we got a picture. Are you talking ripped on Hill for his baseball? Well, yeah, we have. We got to get to Schaefer. We're going to yeah. get to the rest of you guys out there. But it was a pleasure getting to know Emily Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, Schaefer's old man, just like Schaefer. Schaefer's going to be uh, just like him. Timbo is something yeah. else. No, he, lived up, he lived up to the exact the hype. I, the hype I mean, I've world. never seen a, a guy change out of his wedding year to get into a polo yeah. and be ready to hit the D floor as hard as Timbo. Yeah, he really takes his D floor seriously. He made that very clear. Yeah, he did. Cornered us at one point. Tell us about it. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, Shafe has started dance floors. Shafe didn't get off that dance floor. He refused. And no. Um, fuck. It was a good wedding. But, yeah, was um, there's one particular point in that wedding that made us, I don't even know the emotion. It was, it was kind of like, it was hilarious at the same time. It was like heartfelt. It was, uh, I don't know how you describe it. There's a lot of emotions. Yeah, there's tons of emotions. A lot of, um, uh, yeah, a lot of emotion happening. <laughs> there's, uh, but actually, before we get into it, to all the emotions, because there's a ton of them, okay. um, what were your emotions as we went over the 22 and a half minute mark in the, uh, uh, in the ceremony and the over was not hit? We set the o- over under uh, as far as the ceremony went, 22 and a half, and uh, went much further than that. I think it was like 28. So um, well, probably one of the longest, uh, one of the longest uh, ceremonies we've had. But that's not that's not always a bad thing. No, this guy was a PB. For yeah. sure. This guy was a Schaefer. I don't know if he was a Schaefer or if he was a Sally. I think no, he was a he was a friend of the Schaefers. He was an uncle. Yeah. He was one of the uncles. On the shape side, yeah. Oh, he was a shape side? Yeah. Well that guy liked to talk. Yeah, he was a docker. And uh, I mean he was great. He was a good he was a good uh, what do you call him? Uh, 
uh, it's not a priest, but like uh, ordained. He was, yeah. a, he was an ordained. Yeah, he was, uh, he's, he's really good, but I was the only one that took the under, and I got crushed. Wasn't even close. I just had a feeling going into this. We had a, we had a Shafe, Shafe wedding. We had a Maselli wedding. These are talkers. They talk. Yeah, yeah big Italian family. Yeah, they always, they've always talked. You talk about whatever you want. They definitely, I, I figured it was just going to be one of those ceremonies. The last ceremony they went to, our brother buddy Hill, his ceremony went 15 minutes. It went under. Oh, they hit the under big time. No, he said it at like 17 at that time. Uh-huh. So we gave Shafes an extra like four and a half minutes, and yeah. it still Wasn't crushed close. the over. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Who went with me? Andrew. So we had to do uh, uh, double whiskey shots after that one. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And I didn't. We wanted the te- or everyone wanted the tequila. They wouldn't give it to us, so we went whiskey. Yeah, that was, a, that was a mistake on my part, actually. That you could have got the whiskey, but the girl sort of looked at me as if, did I really want the whiskey? And I was, or no, I, I could have got the tequila. Yeah. But then Andrew, who was doing it with you, yeah. he went with whiskey. Right. And I was like, well, I'll just get whatever he's getting for you. I was also your, I was all, I was Brian's beer bitch, everyone. Oh, yes, that's right. So I had to get him his beers throughout the whole night. Uh, because of a loss of some sorts. I can't even remember. Oh, I lost golf. I got crushed in golf that day. Yeah. And um, I ended up having to get Brian all of his beer that day. But he was supposed to get a tequila shot. Uh, Andrew got a whiskey or something. And then I just got him. Got his, it might have been his scotch. Uh, it was scotch. Yeah, because you looked at me. Or Brandy. Something like that. Anyways, it was ridiculous. It was something that you, It was definitely something you don't just get a shot of. Yeah. And uh, and Brian had a, had scotch. We didn't look too happy about it at the time. No. It was uh, it was pretty gross, but you know what? It led to me hitting that D four pretty hard. So you know what? It was okay with it in the end. Yeah, I'd say one of the most uh, well, not it's not overrated. It's not underrated. It was the most rated thing of the. Of the event was was the dancing. I mean, that dance floor was incredible. I've never seen three Schaefers on one D floor at one time. <laughs> and it was some sight. Yeah, it was. They all could dance. Yeah, they could all dance. Every single one of them. They cared so much. And everyone was having fun. I don't care who you were. If you were on that dance floor, you had fun. A little bit. Real good wedding. Real good wedding. Overall. Good wedding. Could have had a whole episode to it, dedicated to it. I mean, we're pretty much dedicating it so far. It's been a big segment. That's been a big, big segment. That's we awesome. haven't even got to the final point of this segment. Holy crap, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to send it to commercial. We haven't even gotten to the actual story we want to tell you. No. All right, I'm going to let Brian say this, because Brian, I've heard Brian tell the story in the past, and it has certainly lived up. It's about Shafe's now infamous speech, which I don't know will ever for the life of us, be talked. Oh, man. I don't even know what I said last time, but I'll, I'll try and live up to your hype there. Um, so, Shane's an emotional guy. He always has been. Always will be. Um, and Shafe goes up to... Uh, Shafe and uh, Vic go up to say their speech. And Vic's cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Shafe... Absolute mess. Mess. Shape so, <laughs> would get out a couple st- a couple of words, and then he'd mention, say, his pop. Instant tears. Yeah, like bawling. Bawling. <laughs> How does he get out of it, Mark? Dances his way out of it, Brian. <laughs> Dances his way out. Twirling the mic. I've never seen somebody dance out of a cry. But it was great. He's on his tippy toes, tapping around. <laughs> Swirling the mic in a counterclockwise fashion, if you can imagine that. It was fantastic. Yeah. We thought that would maybe happen once, twice, though. It was the whole speech, everyone. Everybody he thanked, even us, the boys. He looked at us and he looked over at us. He couldn't even handle it. And I mean, like, I'm not going to lie, not an intimidating bunch. (laughs) Not a bunch I'd ever I would ever cry over certainly, <laughs> and but I mean it must have been a big moment. 
Maybe I'll, I'll be eating my words in a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, let's, let's uh, keep this podcast on uh, record here. Yeah. Uh, because now people are going to try to make me cry my way. <laughs> oh, it was good, though, Shafe. It was, uh, it was a sight to see. It was really it was a good wedding. That's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for a wedding that people have fun. They dance. They enjoy it. They talk about it four months later. Yeah. This is that's all signs of a good wedding. Yeah, this is four months later, pretty much. No, three it's months. Like, three months later. We're in December. Yeah, we're mid-December. Yeah, four, three, four months. Um, all right, well, I think we have to move on. Yeah, we got to go to another commercial, I think. Uh, we have to make up for, you know, missing Labor Day weekend when they're our sponsor, you know. Yeah, always we got to address that. Uh, so we'll, we'll hit another commercial, and I think we're going to head into Molly's Classic Tale after that. And uh, we don't really know what it is right now, but we'll, Molly's got a lot of classics. And then we'll get right back to it. I'm Brian. My name is Mark. This is Mullen over with Mark Mullen. Mark, you've been known to be a betting man. Yeah, I go from time to time, right? And uh, you have a certain way of uh, calling out a lock of the night. Am I right? Yeah, I call it a MYH. That's a mortgage your house. Oh, mortgage your house kind of bet. Yeah, like mortgage your house on this kind of bet. It's that much of a walk. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark, would you mortgage your house on Labor Day weekend banana brand lures beating out of Rapala? Well, what are the odds, Brian? I mean, I wouldn't do something stupid like just because uh, we're sponsored by Labor Day weekend. Uh, that automatically assuming that they're going to be better, you know, it really depends on the odds if I was going to bet on them, you know. Labor Day weekend, banana brand lures. Alright, Brian, it's that time of the podcast. Let's talk about the Bills. Wow, Mark. This is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's our chance to talk about our favorite football team. The well, the best team we everyone should be talking about, the Mangus. Um and uh, you know, that first time we were gonna do the well, I think one of the first times, one of the first editions of this podcast that we're doing right now. Um, was going to be the first week. Yeah, we're kind of fuzzy because we haven't listened to our previous podcast in a long time. Yeah, it has been a... I have no, I have no idea what, what we did. Maybe we introduced this pod, part of the podcast last episode. We're not sure, but it's called um, Will the Bills Win This Week? Yes. And we were planning on doing you know, a podcast per week, but you know... But so much has happened this year in the Bills. <laughs> I have been to two Bills games, personally. Yes. Since we did a podcast. Yep. Um, I've been to one. You've been to one? A little closer than we wanted it to be. But it was a win. Yep. We are now 5-4 and four in Bills games attended. That's pretty awesome. We've got the 10th anniversary coming next year. It's going to be massive. It's going to be big years. This year's going to be crazy. 2020 is going to be Yeah, it's going to be wild. Uh, but we got to finish 2019 here, Sir. Um The Bills have a chance to go into playoffs tomorrow. Yes. If they win tomorrow night on Sunday Night Football, they are in. Yeah, and I think, I and I believe me, I I really believe that they are easily going to win this game tomorrow. It's not even going to be close. I don't think it's going to be that easy, Mark, but I think... They will win. They beat him by 10. I don't see how they lose. I really do not see how they lose. Their defense is so good. One of the best defenses in the league. The, our quarterback is has come a long, long way from last year. Yes. We've added so many pieces. We got John Brown now. We got Cole Beasley. We have Devin Singletary. Yeah. 
do I need to say more? You don't need to say more. I mean, we got Frank Gore. Whatever. He's only third all time. He's got a statue in friggin' Canton, Ohio already. Like yes. he's 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 the only living running back still working and's got a statue in Canton. Whenever he so chooses. Yeah, it's true. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. He's been old man Gore for eight years. I know. In the NFL. Crazy. Third down and two? Give it to Gore. Give it to End you. of the game, when we're running at the clock, he's not fumbling. Nope. He knows how to run down a clock. Done this a thousand times. Yeah. Um, who's been your favorite Buffalo Bill this season, Mark? Yeah, tough question, Brian. We're not a fair question. Not a fair question. Um, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. But, uh, I mean, how can you narrow it down to there's so many people that some people have, have stepped up. You know, you get a, like a, a Knox. A Knox has stepped up, but then uh, then he then he misses the, the easy catch yeah, right down the middle. He's not on my list. But he, no. But you say, hey, he's a first-year guy. There's a lot of promise. He's getting open. He's getting a lot of targets. Okay. Josh Allen seems to love him. So that's something. Okay. Um, not gonna be. It's not gonna be Knox. Uh, Singletary. I mean, that's solid. He's a solid guy. Yep. He's uh, he's young. He's got a lot of potential. For sure. Seeing does. seeing the field very well. Oh yeah, he's shifty. He's very shifty. Um, <laughs> he's had a couple injuries this season, so that kept him out a couple games. Hasn't been the dream season for him, but I have real high hopes for this guy. Yeah. Next year. And you know what? For the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, the, the easy answer is my favorite player is Josh Allen. Yeah. And I love Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a solid leader. And I think, you know, you know what I think? I think the Bills are just a very solid team. I really don't think the quarterback position is – it just feels like he's one of the guys, you know? Well – And he's not like this big, you know – it doesn't feel like it's all about Josh Allen. It's nice to have a quarterback that you know will be there for years. Yes. We Fine. haven't had that in years. Well, just the fact of you, you're not wasting draft picks on quarterbacks. There's nothing worse than, you know, having to draft a quarterback. EJ Manuel. Brutal. Horrible. 15th pick. I, I would I just like even knowing some of the people that were drafted after EJ Manuel was crazy. Yeah. Hopkins was drafted after each annual. So it's nice to just have that, you know, franchise QB going forward. And you're right, he's been he's been made strides this year. He's awesome. He's a leader. Yeah. But you wanted to, you you asked me who my favorite player is right now? Tradavius yeah. White. It's not even close. Tradavius. Tradavius White, of course. I didn't even know his first name. But <laughs> it's tough sometimes. White though. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And the guy just looks like he just – there's not too many people you can just look at a man and be like, man, that guy's fast switch muscles are very good. Oh, yeah. He just looks like – he just has a look. Like he would – it would be very hard to out – you know, beat him somewhere. Yeah, he's uh, he's quick. At, like his reaction time is insane. Very good. He covers the best players in the league for a reason. He is incredible at reacting to the wide receivers. Um, hardly takes any penalties, too, which is, like, huge for a corner. Uh, he's hilarious. I don't know if you've yeah. seen him off. Oh, I've seen him off field a Off time. field. He is a character. And that's what you need in the room. You need good character guys. Um, I... Right there with you, Tredavious White. He is—he's my number one pick this year. Yeah, yeah, he's—he was that good. You know what? But there's other guys on defense that are crazy. Um, you know, including well, Poyer is unreal. Micah Hyde is unreal. Yeah, uh, Tremaine Edmonds has been fantastic this year. He's come stride since his rookie year. Oh. Might as well talk about Edmonds for a second because that's a, that's a, in the headlines going into this weekend. Yeah, it is. He's playing his brothers. Yes, and it'll be the first time in wax amount of years that three brothers have played on the same you know same game same time. I think it's ninety two. 
That's you know, there's a lot of '90 stats that have been going that have been going around because of the Buffalo Bills. No, like uh, 92 years. Oh, since the last game. Yes. The three yes. Well, I guess it's not that easy to make the NFL, is it, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, not too many not. brother Tatum's do it. Eh? No, 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 definitely not. But he is—he's awesome. He's um, a great run D linebacker. Man, can you imagine being the brother of an NFL player? Uh, Gronk has like four brothers. Yeah, I know, and like they were on Shark Tank actually. Oh, were they? Yeah, his brother uh, created like a shaker bottle. Oh, that's right, Andy. Yeah, and uh, Gronk went on with all his brothers, and they made the Sharks play flip cup against them <laughs> as part of their uh, <laughs> as part of their uh, pitch. Those guys are from uh, they're from Buffalo, though. Yeah, good good Bills. You fans. know they're Bills fans. Oh, you know Gronk was a Bills fan going up. Of course he was. Yeah, look he was, at him. He was disappointed. Bills passed on. Yeah, I'm disappointed. They passed on. Uh, but there's 31 teams that. Or upset. Yeah, we're we're getting uh, we're getting off track here though. Uh, that was a sidecar. Uh, Mark, let's get back to the segment. Will the Bills win tomorrow? Give me your score. Um, for tomorrow. Yeah, I uh, I see two really good defenses here. It's probably gonna be a low scoring game. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, Bills take this one, 21-10. Uh, it's I don't think it's gonna be that exciting of a game at all. I think the Bills are gonna go in do their business. Um, what's going to happen here is that there's going to be a lot of analysts that'll say the Pittsburgh Bing or Pittsburgh uh, Steelers are great. Whenever let's be, let's face it, they don't have an offense. They don't have a quarterback. They got a guy named Burger. I don't know what the guy's name is going into this. There's a nickname that he's got. The Duck or something. The Duck. The Duck. Hodges. Yeah, duck. Like, come on. Um, yeah. What are we doing here? Like, uh, there's just no way the Bills are going in Dines Field and losing this. I don't care what anybody says. You want to talk about an easy schedule. Look no further than the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule this year. And that's the only scenario where they win eight games where they, you know, they get the Bengals twice. Yes. You know, the Bengals are horrible. I mean, yeah. you, you talk about the Bills having to play, getting to play the, the Dolphins twice. But, I mean, the Dolphins beat the Bengals. Yeah. I mean, maybe we can go into that. All day, but the thing is, you got to take care of business on Sunday, every single Sunday, and that's what the Bills have been doing. Yeah. So, say easy schedule or not, but you still have to win those games, and they've been doing that. And in my eyes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are an easy win, and I think they're going to go into Hinesville tomorrow, and I think they're going to crush them. Now, I don't think they're going to like blow them up by twenty or whatever. But I think they're going to shut down this offense, Mark, big time. The Bills' D is underrated. They are one of the best Ds I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're underrated, though. I think, the, I think a lot of people are actually acknowledging that the Bills' D is very good. But, I mean... Well, Even, like, we're talking about Cow- Colin Coward is admitting that they're, they're the best in the NFL, probably. Okay. Well, not underrated. But, like, I, I feel like this whole week is underrated. They're... Underrating the Bills in general. This is a, a guy who's had two NFL starts, Mark, at yes. quarterback. Yeah. And he's going against the Bills D, which is one of the best in the league. Oh, and they yeah. are still dogs. Yeah. Give me those odds all day for the Bills to win 24 to 16. Bills might score a million here this, this Sunday. Yeah. Might be the first ever game where a team scores a million. I do not, and I, I cannot envision them losing this game. It, it's it's really it'd be a real shock. It'd be a real shock. Well, yeah, I I might call the work sick if uh, if they lose this because I'll be I'll be heartbroken. Yeah, yeah. No, and then we gotta wait all day to watch. And that, that's the thing. It, as Bills fans, Brian, yeah. you know me. I've been I've been. Bitching about not getting primetime games. Oh, yeah. the next <laughs> and there was our Sunday nighter. Classic Mark quote. 2012. <laughs> no, 2008 to 2019. Yep. Uh, I always scream that on the way to into the Bills game. So, 
But, like, I'll always send Monday night or two. I've never even dreamt of a Sunday night. Yeah. Like, we just, it just was not a possibility. All of a sudden, the Bills have been flexed from one primetime game during the season to now three. Yeah. Because we're going back-to-back primetime games here. I know. Two extremely big games. I know. And, you know, I just, anyways, I just cannot imagine a scenario where the Bills lose this game. And it means way too much to the organization. They are just a better team. Tom's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's done incredible with what he's got this year. Um, but come on. The, it, like, let's be serious. You know? It, I mean, if the Bills can't beat, they can't beat the Steelers, are they going to go into Baltimore and beat them? Uh, New England? I'm talking about the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 You got to be able to go in Pittsburgh and win that game. Yeah, that's all you meant next week. But, uh, yeah, so it's got to be a win tomorrow. I'm hopeful, Mark. I'm very, very hopeful to see a Sunday night football win. Because then we're we're going into it. Like, then we'd be going into a game the following week in New England, which would mean an awful lot. Yes. We can talk about that next podcast. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think we made our point clear. The Bills will win tomorrow. We are looking forward to that. Can't wait to hear Carrie sing. M-Y-H. M-Y-H. Mortgage your house. M-Y-H. Lock. Moneyline bills. You'll thank me later. Okay. Let's end it there, Mark. Let's go into a commercial. I think we got a classic story. Um, yeah, I'm Brian. Hey, Mark. This is mulling over, Mark. Labor day to do labor day to do labor day to do labor day Banana bread lures. <laughs> All right, everyone. So this is the second story in our series of Mully's classic stories, and this one I'm uh, I'm going to bring you back to when I was 18 years old. It was the first time that I legally bought beer by myself. Um, now, Brian was with me. It was a road trip. Uh, it was me, Brian, and our friends, uh, Mike and Ryan. We went to an OAR concert of a revolution, and their hit single was A Crazy Game of Poker. And we thought that was awesome, and they were you know, they were playing in Montreal in this small little space thing. Uh, this, yeah, so we wanted to go and wanted to check it out, so... Now, Brian had been to many concerts before in Montreal. Now, when I say many, maybe like two or three. But he had he had experience. So, um, you know, I was going with a veteran, somebody that knew exactly what to do to get there, get me into the show, all that stuff. So it was nice to have him aboard. So the, the way the story starts is uh, we, go to, uh, we go to the bus station because we were taking the Greyhound. And now Brian has this thing where he always forgets tickets or he always pretends to forget tickets. Like he'll, he'll have the tickets, but he'll be like, oh no, I forgot. Oh, I can't believe that I forgot the tickets. And everyone's like, oh my God, Brian, how could you do this? You ruined the entire weekend. You're the worst guy in the world. I, you know, and then, uh, and then he brings him out when he has that little grin that he has. Um, it, it really bothers everyone. But, um, so on this occasion, he was like, he's like, oh God, uh, yeah, guys, I forgot the tickets again. And we we're like, we we're like, oh, good one. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's get, you know, let's get on this bus and let's go. Uh, but he was serious. He actually forgot the tickets to the concert. So we waited in, um, in the bus station for another two hours and we were upset. You know, there was names 
dropped. Uh, there was blame to be had amongst everybody. Brian likes to try to share the blame amongst everybody when uh, situations like this come about. So it wasn't surprising that he had tried to deflect uh, the blame on us, saying that we should have let him know that he should have had the tickets um, going to the bus station. Anyways, I digress. So uh, in the two hours, he did have the time to tell me about this this bum um, that cry, like caused ha- havoc in the you know in the downtown core of of uh, Montreal. One of the best bums he's ever seen. He said he has one of the best bits in the world. Um, so going into this, as I'm as I'm about to tell you guys what exactly happened to me, I knew that this could happen to me, and yet I still let it happen. It was unbelievable. Anyways. We, uh, we end up getting, making our way to, to Montreal. Montreal was a big deal for me. You know, the only time that I had been in Montreal before that was probably on class trips, maybe a couple times with my parents. Like, nothing. It was never on my own. It was a very exciting time to be alive. So we, um, we got the best accommodations available to us, uh, the YWCA. They had uh, lovely accommodations on the top half of the gym. It was like two floors of, like, a residence where you have like a common bathroom for the whole floor, um, which is just right for for the people that that were there. You know, we were 18 years old; we didn't care. We had a sink in our in our room. I remember that. Um, but anyways, we get there, we check out the the place, we think it's amazing, and we're right downtown Montreal. So a couple of minutes later, we go downstairs, and we go and do a monumental part of my life, which was buying my first case of beer, which I was extremely excited about. And I had thought about this for the majority of the day, about getting that first case, what was I going to get, you know, how was I, you know, it was going to be sweet that I could use my actual, my actual ID and it was going to work. And uh, Anyways, it was a very exciting time. So I go there and I get 12 Coronas. I couldn't afford Coronas in Ontario uh, because they were, exp- you know, they were expensive. In Quebec, they were like half that cost. You know, Quebec has very good beer deals in comparison to Ontario. So, anyways, it, everything, all the stars aligned, and I and I'm in this daypreneur, getting my 12 pack of Coronas, and I was the first one to go to the counter, which is important because Brian had Brian gone through first, things may may have not been as scary for me, but whatever. I you know I go first, and um, you know I go outside, and now we had seen a few bums already in the area. Now some. You know, and so many bums that you could kind of criticize their you know, what they were doing to to get their money. You know, some people were just screaming obscenities at at people. You know, like fuck you, give me money. You know, not a really good good way of doing it. Some people went the the oh please, I have nothing left. You know, you have to give me a dollar or else I'm done. And then others were just was just like the man that I had encountered. So I'm not really thinking anything. I just get outside of the the stapener, and I'm. And as you can imagine, I'm. Ha- I have both of my hands on on each handle of the case, smiling ear to ear, and all I hear is, "This is a holdup." And then I hear, I feel something hit my stomach, and I'm like, "Oh man!" And I'm. And you gotta remember, I'm an 18 year old. I'm. I'm terrified. I'm frail. I am frail. Everybody, easily beaten in a street fight. It, it wouldn't have been close. So I am not in a good situation for me. I don't go, I don't venture out of Carlton Place too often either. I'm in the big city of Montreal. This is not going my way. And I was like, oh man. And I actually start quivering like I'm, I'm shaking. I'm visibly shaking. And he's like, this is a hold up. He's like, you want to get out of this? He's like, it'll just, it's going to cost you one beer. And I was like, man, just take whatever you want. Just take whatever you want. And I was, I was, I was handing him the case. And he's like, whoa, 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 Sonny. Right, just give me just give me one beer and we can call this even. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, okay. I mean, that's that's great. Um, sure. Uh, and then I and then I look at him and it's a bum. And I mean, he was a funny guy. You, you, the, what, that's what I realized, that he was a much funnier guy than I thought. Um, anyways, so he helps me in getting the one beer out of my case. Now, at the time, I didn't realize I... I, for almost for half a second, I forgot that I was getting stood up with a gun. But when I looked down, it was the thing was black. But I realized that it was a banana. He had stood me up with a banana, and I had totally fell for it. 
was about to give him my beer and was probably going to run away justifiably. And, uh, no, no, he just stood me up with a banana. Um, and right after that, Brian comes out. He's like, oh, this is the guy I was talking to you about. Yeah, he's, he stands people up for, for beers. He's like, yeah, here, have a beer. And he, like, he gave him a beer. He, he ended up getting four beers out of us. I mean, that's not that bad for, uh, for that guy. This guy, by the way, was fantastic. He was drunk the entire weekend. At every single time that we walked outside, he was standing somebody else up and getting another beer. He, it was like his success rate was almost 100%. This guy was just killing it. Anyways, that was the time that I got stood up by a bum by a banana. All right, Brian. Yep. You know, I think that was our probably our first trip that we ever went on together. I, mean, I don't know. You know what? It's been so long. Folks, I taped that in August. It's now December 14th. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I haven't even, in classic Molly and Brian style, I have, we, we, don't, we don't review it. We just no. assume that the story is what it is. I don't exactly know what, what I said there, but we'll just... I know the gist of the story. So, uh, it was our first trip that I think we ever took, Brian. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. And it, it seems to be our. I I remember it as our first trip to Montreal. And what a hell of a trip that was! It was a hell of a trip. It was, um, one, of the, it was one of the more fun fun times of that. That bum, like, cheers to that guy. He knows how to get a beer from a person. He was, he's got to be one of the most successfully drunk people I've ever seen. Yes. He was drunk every single day that oh, we were there. He, I've never, yeah, never seen a bum more successful at bumming beers. Now, we go in August. You had already been there for St. Paddy's Day for Coldplay, which I'm still jealous about. Yeah, it was a great concert. Um, but, and you had told me about this guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I should have, uh, I should have went in there understanding that I knew like, you know, this could possibly happen to me. But I did not expect him to still be doing the same bit. But no. I mean it must be successful. Yeah, and the other thing was we'd only we had walked a block up and then we we walked a, a block back down. And in that time there was a uh, there was a bum that just screamed at us. He's like give us give me money and we were like no. He's like, fuck you, you fucking pieces of shit. They were just getting yelled yeah. at. Just like, terrible approach. Yeah, yeah. Terrible approach. If you're in the bum game, I'm assuming that is not a <laughs> successful, that is not a good way of trying to get money. No. So you get like, you get that down the road. And then all of a sudden you're, you're hit on, you know, you get this guy. Yeah. He had a bit. He had a whole bit. It was great. He had a whole bit. His banana was black. Had been used. He barely even changed it. He probably would at some point. I think I've been stood up by that guy three times in my life now. And he's won a beer every time. Once in the day, once at night with Merriman, he's he got to get us off Merriman, and then once the previous previous trip. Well, in this instance, he got four beers off us. Yeah. He got one of my Coronas. McMillan had beer. I don't know what he had. Must you gave him one and Mary gave him one. Yeah, that's a successful. And we walked out and it was like just an honor to be stood up by this guy. Yeah. But at the time, I had a very frightening moment. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if I had a picture of myself when I was 18, I was frail. <laughs> I was easily picked on. I mean, if I was a bum, I would have targeted me. You look so, in that picture of us at that concert, you look like you're 12. I just, yeah, I just look like I, uh, I'm not grown into my body yet. And it no. takes me a long time to grow into my body. It's insane. It's just quite light, tall. I'm not even tall. That's the thing. I looked tall because I was so lanky. Yeah. But I wasn't tall. I wasn't, I was an average size. I was six foot. <sighs> well, Mark, that's not average size, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into that today. That's another that story. That is a, definitely a great story, though. <laughs> I cannot wait to share with you, you people. All right. So, Brian, we're already over. We're getting close to the hour and five mark here. Um, 
You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking what you're thinking, Mark. On three? Yep. One, two, three. Mark and Brian double shot. That's right, folks. We're going to give you part two. Uh, that's probably going to be equally as long. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. And we have the time to do it. We are going to be putting this episode on tonight, December 14th. We can actually put on record and say that we are going to put this on. And it's going to be available to you. It's going to be overnight release. People aren't even realize that it happened. Fantastic, Mark. I'm very... Or I'm looking forward to listening to my set. Or look... Let me try that one more time, folks. I'm looking to listening. Look, oh god! I am. I am looking forward to you listening to yourself too, Brian. I. I mean, you were having a hell of a hundred. Like, sorry, you had sixty-four and a half great minutes there. What happened? I don't know. All right, folks. Well, we're gonna bring this into part two. All right. Okay. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. I am really looking forward. To listening to this podcast myself tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was trying to say. It's going to be available to you, <laughs> as it will be on most podcasts, I believe. At least Spotify. Anyways. I think that's a good way to end it. I'm, my name is Mark Mullen. <laughs> I'm Brian Zorro. This is Mullen and Over with Mark Mullen. <laughs>